Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. He scores! Score! Score! The San Jose Sharks proudly present Sharks Hockey Digest. Here's your host, Dan Rusinowski. We are at SAP Center at San Jose, reviewing the month of October 2022 in the Journal of the San Jose Sharks. I'm Dan Rusinowski along with Drew Amenda. And Drew, the month of October was a month that began with optimism and even though the Sharks have a 3-8 and eight record after their first 11 games in the month of October, they're still optimistic heading into November. Well, they should be because they're growing, Danny, but it's kind of been a, the, the first month was a tale of two seasons, wasn't it? They went to Europe, they came back, went out east, bunch of games early, more than anybody else in the National Hockey League, more travel than anybody else in the National Hockey League, and you saw that product on the ice. They were fatigued group, right? And David Quinn talked to you about the fact of just a couple of days ago, talked to you about the fact of their coaching staff was just finally starting to feel a little bit normal. And then once they were able to kind of get their feet underneath them and stay at home and, and get some homes, get a homestand, six game homestand that we're, we're still in that you look at and they started to play some better hockey. So the optimism um, is, yeah, it's a valid point. Again, I remember Nick Benino talking to you the other day and saying the same thing, that they're a confident group, even though their record doesn't show it. So there is some growth being seen. There is some improved play being seen. And we've had some standout performances already uh, to start the season. Well, it was pretty emotional to start the campaign back on October the 7th in Prague because Tomas Hurdle and Radim Shimek were getting all of the attention from members of the media in the Czech Republic. And it was Hurdle who would come up big for the Sharks in game one. Off the faceoff, Carlson flips to Couture. Now to Hurdle, the Czech hero behind the net to Meyer. Now to Carlson, trying to whip it across the rink. That's a good read by Sissons to block that with a stick. Sharks hang out of it. Five seconds left in their power play. Time for one more chance here. It's Meyer flinging it across the rink. Here's Harrington just on. Shoots tipped there by Cunning, and it just went wide. Penalty is over. Shot. Hurdle. Star. Tomas Hurdle ties the game 1-1, and the crowd erupts here in Prague. 11-23 to go in the first period, and Tomas Hurdle scores the first goal for the Sharks this year in his hometown. Wow, what a moment. It certainly was a great moment for Tomas Hurdle, and it was a beautiful goal. But Hurdle's had some hard times since then, struggling a little bit with coming back to North America. I, I really do think that emotionally, the trip to Prague did take its toll, although he's not offering it as an excuse. No, he's not. But it was, let's go back to that goal. It was a kind of a, a really neat moment for Tomas to score. First time he's played in front of friends and family and countrymen as an NHL hockey player. It was a, it was a really neat moment. So that was great. And you could see the joy on his face and you could see the joy on the guys who were on the ice with him. They were very happy for him. But since then, 
you know, when you look at overall pluses and, and, and minuses for the Sharks in the month of October, you would have to say Tomas Hurdle, um, Timo Meyer, Alexander Barabanov, the top line um, has struggled. They've struggled to produce, struggled to, to um, play to their cap number. They've struggled to get points on the board. And as we all know, you need those guys. You need your top guys to perform as top of their game, not only perform at top of the game, but produce at the top of their game if you're going to be successful and be a playoff team. Well, that's true. And of course, Tomas Hurdle for the rest of the month of October did not score a single goal, although as the month got toward the end, he started to pick up his game again. I thought he had a really good game late in the month uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, for instance. A couple of assists uh, was good down low, but that was really more of a of a team-wide thing than it was an individual scenario for Tomas in that case because David Quinn kept talking about the players not playing below the hash marks, and that started to change later in the month. Yep. Offensive zone time and playing below the hash marks, north-south game, all those coaches um, – all that coaching language, all that coaching cliche is exactly what David Quinn has been preaching in practice. And we, we've seen it towards the end of the month. We saw it. And Tomas Hurdle really is underrated for his ability to protect the puck, underrated for his ability to make plays behind the goal line, underrated for being a guy that's really hard to check. He plays to those strengths. The goals are going to come. One of the highlight games of the month was on October 20th at Madison Square Garden in New York. The Sharks were facing a New York Ranger team that was expected to mop the floor with the San Jose Teal, but it turned out to go the other way, especially in the third period after some struggles in the second earlier on in the season. Captain Logan Couture came up big early on the power play. Loose puck near side, angled off the boards. Eric Carlson goes cross ice to hurdle, and the Sharks keep possession. Carlson gets it back middle of the point. He holds, he shoots, stick save, may rebound, score! Logan Kitcher, power play goal, and the Sharks take the one nothing lead. That was a big goal for Logan Kitcher, but it continued in the contest for Radim Shimek. The Czech native came up huge to give the Sharks a chance. Right now, the Sharks have the change done. No icing on the play as they shoot it all the way down. So Matt Nieto was in for checking, couldn't uh, get a piece of the puck with his stick. It ricochets off the skate of Fox. Nice pass by Lindblom, cross ice, here's Nieto busting in. Turns off a check, gives to Shimek, busting in, shoots, he scores! Radim Shimek on a pass from Lindblom in the corner, and the Sharks have tied it up 2-2. Another part of this game was really a, a, a great sequence for James Reimer. Made a couple of really big saves, and it sort of showcases the goaltending the Sharks have had this month. Right away, the Rangers win the draw. They get underneath the Sharks' defense for a golden chance against goaltender Reimer from Kako. He makes a sterling save as somehow Kako got wide open. Rangers keep the pressure on. Reimer covering it up in a scrambled out in front. And the roar of the crowd here at the Garden cheering on their heroes as the Rangers right off the hop get to attack. Now down here comes Panarin walking behind the defense going for the backhand and a sprawling save by Reimer. He falls to the ice, gets right back up as the Rangers keep it in. Fox keeps in for New York. He tees up and shoots. Blocked there by Nieto. Loose in front of the net. Pops to the left circle. Panarin stops it. Artemi Panarin. League's leading scorer with 10 points. Playing catch with it now. 
Throws behind the San Jose net. Zibanejad throws it through traffic. And a great club save by James Reimer from the far side of the ice against Trocek. Oh, my, what a stop. In that game, I think James Reimer was really terrific, Drew. And I think that he's provided the Sharks with what I, what I like to call 22-carat goaltending. He's just been really, really solid in the nets. The Sharks' goaltending has been competent. It hasn't been top of the league, but it's been giving them a chance to win. Give me a goaltender whose goals against average start at two and his save percentage starts at nine. And I'll show you a goalie who's giving his team a chance to win. And on more nights than not, since Jamie Reimer has come back to the San Jose Sharks, he's given his team a chance to win. He makes big saves. He makes the save he needs to make the, the, what we would think would be a regular save. He is a guy that is always focused, always relaxed though. Great presence in the room, but an even bigger presence on the ice. He's been terrific. Well, speaking of big presences on the ice, that Ranger game was highlighted at the end in overtime by the start of what's been an amazing run for Sharks veteran defenseman Eric Carlson. Here's Meyer getting the drop, moving across the line, twisting, stick handling, dropping it back for Hurdle at the near boards to Eric Carlson. Carlson holds the puck, makes the move on Panadin, stick handles, goes to the backhand, stick handles again, gets tripped under the ice, throws it in front to Meyer, he can't shoot it, back to Carlson, shoots, he scores! Eric Carlson, a brilliant finish, a pass from Meyer, and the Sharks win it in overtime against the Rangers and get their first win of the year. That was a huge moment for the Sharks as a team. Of course, David Quinn, his first victory as the San Jose Sharks head coach, coming at Madison Square Garden against the team where he used to coach. And in fact, he got his first victory as that team's coach against San Jose. So kind of a nice little turn of events there. But uh, all in all, that was a big moment for the team and their confidence, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. That third period was the best period to date the Sharks have played. The best 20 minutes they've played without a doubt. Um they outshot, outworked, out-hustled, out-everything a very good New York Ranger team. At that time, the hottest team in the league. And Eric Carlson did what Eric Carlson has been doing. Eric Carlson um, was, that goal was an indicator of you never give up on a play. Not an indicator. It was a highlight you don't give up on a play. He sh he was terrific on that play. He made the move near the slot, got tripped, pushed the puck forward, got back up, and then Meyer made a nice play behind that for the goal. But that game was a great game for the Sharks, where the at least the last 20 minutes was, where they started to figure out, hey, we're not some welcome mat for everybody else to step over and get their win. Well, they outshot the Rangers in the third period of that game of the Garden, 16-2. to And that was really the first time that they stepped forward. And, of course, Carlson, the heroics in overtime. But uh, the rest of the month really is all about EK65. He had a, another big, big goal in Philadelphia to conclude that road trip. Hurdle just doesn't seem to want the puck right now. Sends it off the boards. He gets it back behind the net. What's he going to do with it? Gives to Carlson. Slap shot. Score! Eric Carlson. A bomb on the pass from Tomas Hurdle. And the Sharks take the 1-0 lead. So Eric Carlson getting the game-winning goal in that contest. And then, of course, let's not forget about the overtime goal against Toronto. Hurdle got the drawback, but that's a good hustle by Nylander to beat Meyer to the puck. Nylander against Carlson one-on-one. -on -one. He comes across the line, tries to feed it across the ice, intercepted by Meyer. He feeds it ahead. Breakaway for Eric Carlson. Skates in, Deeks, shoots, he scores! 
know how you can compare the two goals. The game at game at Madison Square Garden, that was one of his better plays, but it's hard to argue with what he did against Toronto. It was funny when he talked to us after the game, when we asked him about the move, and he said, well, I saw, so I was going through some, some highlights and I saw a, a guy do it and thought, hey, I should try that in my next shootout. Well, it pretty much was a shootout because he had all the time in the world because of his unbelievably great skating ability. That game, though, Danny, again, he had played Toronto so much in his career when he was with the Ottawa Senators. 42 games against Toronto, 42 points. That was the game where we went, oh, there's something different about Eric this year. One, I think he's healthy, both physically and mentally. Over the last two years, at least, he's gone through a lot on and off the ice. I think now when you look at him on and off the ice, everything's settled. He feels better on both fronts. The other aspect is, and I don't know if you agree with me here, but to me, he's taken ownership of his play, but ownership of how the rest of the guys play too. He is definitely trying to lead both on and off the ice. He's been more gregarious with us in the media. He has been more outspoken. He has been apparently talking to David Quinn quite a bit, and David Quinn has asked him to do more of that stuff, and he's willingly obliged. He has been a a guy where there's been a significant change in the personality and the excitement, the exuberance, the joy in playing hockey again. We're seeing in Eric Carlson. He's engaged. That's the way that I describe it. He's totally into what's happening with the team. And I think that after the Toronto game, he and Logan Couture had great games. Logan had a couple of goals and they were sitting on the bench about to be named stars of the game. And I just saw the body language from Eric Carlson that shows that he's totally into it. He was smiling. He was having fun with Logan. They were talking about the game. They really were enjoying themselves. And to me, that's a good sign for the month of November. But that's all the good news. The bad news is that the Sharks ended the month of October three and eight in their first 11 games. Uh, They had a tough loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But the good news in that contest was that they were angry that they lost that game. And so that portends a very important and a very solid month coming up as the team just has to hang in there and keep their, shall we say, composure during the course of the time when they're working hard and not getting results. And to me, that's going to be the story of the upcoming month of November. The thing that has struck me in October is David Quinn and his coaching staff. We've talked about it on the air many times, you and I, and we've talked about it in private, that David Quinn has said the right things, done the right things on and off the ice. He has been a calming, stern, thoughtful coach with these guys. Positive, yes, but not forgiving. And you can't be forgiving as a coach. You've got to be this. This is the standard we're holding you to. And I want to get to the standard. And that's what he's done. After the Tampa game, I, I on the air with you, I, I said, oh, I thought they played a heck of a game. Too bad, boy, but it's Tampa, and Tampa is really great. And Stanley Cup finalists last three years in a row, two-time Stanley Cup champs. They've got the greatest stars in the league. And I was praising them for, for losing that game. David Quinn was having none of it. David Quinn was, as you said, talked about the team being angry because they expected to win that game because of the way that they played. He also talked about the poor read at the end, that 
shows that he is holding the guys to a performance level. He's not giving them the pat on the back and the hug and the participation ribbon for trying really hard. They're trying to change the culture of the last three years. And I think the first month, um, David Quinn and his coaching staff has shown that they know how to do it. And they're, it's and as he has told us the last three or four days, it's a progression that his team is on, and it's an upward progression. But the players believe in that. You can hear their disappointment, too, after the game against Tampa. That was a, a personal game for Eric Carlson because, again, he had a couple of goals. He was going head-to-head against Victor Hedman, one of his best friends and one of the best defensemen in the NHL, to open the scoring. Then EK65 responded. Then Hedman was in the penalty box, and Carlson scored on the power play. And after the game, you could hear it in his voice. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's- it's a tough way to go. It's been a few games now where it's uh, happened to us. I think that you know, just prior to that, we uh, we could have won the game. Though um, there's one thing, uh, except disappointment, we should take away is that you know I think that we we played a win. Uh, we did that today. Unfortunately, at the end there, we we might have overpaid it a little bit. And, uh, you know, they capitalized on it, and that's what good teams do. And, and they're a good team. No doubt that Tampa's a good team. They figured it out. That was a good lesson for the Sharks. And now in the month of November, they've got that big homestand. They're going to finish up uh, with games against Anaheim, Florida, and Anaheim. And then after that, obviously, uh, a big road trip, Drew. They go to St. Louis and Dallas back-to-back, then to Minnesota, and then to Vegas. And I think the Sharks have something to prove to Vegas after essentially handing the Golden Knights a victory this past week. Well, they, they want to have something to prove to everybody, Danny, but you're right. Vegas is a special rivalry, but overall, when you look at um, what, or listen to what Eric said there, we played a win. And I didn't hear many guys say that last year. And they are a team, as we said, that are trying to build and, and create something, change the culture and grow their own winning culture. They want to get back to the great days of the San Jose Sharks, where they were always a playoff uh, team and they were always a playoff contender. So that's, that's a, it's a long way to go. No doubt about it, but there have been some guys when you look at it with the sharks that um, have, have shown that willingness to, to, um, as you say, be engaged, change from being interested to being committed. There's a lot of good things that we're seeing. And on this road trip coming up, um, the sharks, it's, it's tough. I mean, every, every game's tough in the national hockey league. They're good teams out there good well-coached teams and this this trip is no easy one dallas is off to a really good start st louis is struggling but they're still a very talented team minnesota looks like they've got back on track and vegas is vegas vegas is a very skilled team that plays very fast and that's a game that the sharks want back because as you said they think they gave that one up one thing I've noticed about the schedule is kind of interesting. Not that many Pacific Division games just yet, and obviously they're all going to start cranking up a couple with Anaheim, then Vegas on the trip that you mentioned, and then a little later in the month after around the Thanksgiving time, Seattle, L.A., Vancouver, and it's start to kind of really heat up here at SAP Center. The good news is that it looks like the fans are really engaged and enjoying this team. Well, last night, or the other night, I should say, um, when the Sharks played, it was so loud against Anaheim. It was, you know, it was a six, five game. It was back and forth. And unfortunately sharks lost in the shootout, but it was loud. The fans, not enough of them in there. We want to see more of them. And I think the way the sharks are playing and if they start putting some wins together, we'll see more out, but it was a good time at the tank and 
the fans were into it. They were loud and excited, uh, especially when Eric Carlson did what he did. So yeah, it's been it's it's been an enjoyable time. We've seen improvements. There's there are some reasons to be positive. There's still got a long way to go, we know, but there's some reasons to be positive, and some players play to be really positive. But the most important thing, folks, is that the Sharks are playing to win and they're working hard and they're working together. That is our review for the month of October. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Sharks Hockey Digest. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.